This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hi, and welcome to the Future Development Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monategi, and today I am joined by the one and only, my friend, Scott Edwards. Scott is a serial entrepreneur. His background in creating multiple companies. He has got comedy stores, painting companies. Uh, he's got an underwater submarine. I'm excited about having him on the show. Let's give him a big warm welcome to Scott Edwards. Welcome to the show. Scott, welcome to the show. You know, I love having you on the show. It, it's uh, it's always interesting to have a comedian, uh, you know, on the show and and talk about some of the, your background. You know, you've got a, a really neat background in not just comedy, but uh, in the development world where the you know comedy clubs you developed. Why don't we take a minute and go backwards a little bit and talk about your history and uh, get to know you just a little bit better uh, for the audience? Well, thanks so much, Anthony, and and I'm happy to do that. First and foremost. I'm not a comic. I'm a producer. I work with Jay Leno, I, uh, you know, Ray Romano, Dana Carvey, Bob Saget. They all work for me. I was the money guy that paid them. But, uh, and other than being a professional MC, I just always like to make it clear that I'm not a stand-up comic. I just happen to uh, like those guys. But yeah, it, it was an interesting start. When I was 17, I was uh, working as a... Uh, night janitor at a motel, not a nice one, and, you know, mopping floors and cleaning bathrooms. And at 17, like any other uh, 17-year-old, when I could, I'd hide from the boss in the bar area. And I was in the bar, and I overheard these two guys talking about, uh, one was telling the other, man, I'm making some good money on the weekends, painting lines and parking lots. And I'm like, you know, taking mental notes, and uh, when I left uh, the next day, I started doing my research. And this is the important thing for anybody that wants to start a business. You got to really plan out what you're going to do. And I always think the best thing is to talk to the people doing it. So I went out to a couple um, asphalt slash striping companies, introduced myself, met the owners and said, hey, how did you get into business and, and what do you charge? And, and, and people love talking about themselves and talking about their business. And I was able to get uh, a copious amount of information. And so I had this great idea for a company. I had collected and done my research, had some information, and I had no money. <laughs> I was 17, right? right? Working right, as a janitor. That's right. right, that's right. So uh, I got a buddy of mine who just came into a huge inheritance of $500 and convinced him <laughs> to buy a painting machine, uh, a striping machine. And then we go, well, how are we going to get around to the jobs? Hey, I got this other high school buddy that happens to own a van. And we said, okay, you know, you want to come work for us. And I started the company A&A Restripe. And this is in about 1974. And sorry to date myself. And we started working and it turned into a pretty good sized company. And here's the interesting part, Anthony, that company is still operating today. 
Uh, one of the guys that I brought into the company kept it going all those years and then brought his children into it and they're still operating it today. Uh, I did sell out after a couple of years, but we had a lot of success. Uh, I did all the McDonald's in Northern California, all the Safeway stores. We did an airport, a couple large furniture chains named Bruner's. And uh, we took it beyond striping where we we're doing asphalt repair and light construction. And uh, it was an exciting two and a half years. Scott, you that's, know, the, my, that's um, my claim to fame in construction. Woo-hoo! Well, yeah, Scott, when you go back though, when you think about that business, right? You're starting it with nothing, and you know this is what I want the audience to get. You know, there there are plenty of guys out there that are like, "Hey, I'm ready to do something." You know, the, the number one battle I had in starting anything I ever did was the idea went from here to my first day. Right. Once that first day happened, right, when I, when I grab, I grab my junk and said, I'm going to go do this now. And that first door you knock on that first, uh, that first uh, building you go to, you know, that first, you know, I remember the first time I started painting, my uh, painting company was my first company, you know, knocking on that first door and saying, you know, Hey, my name's Anthony. I want to pressure clean your roof. I, I remember that first, I, I thought that they were going to look at me like they're going to see through me and every sin I had ever done, you know, that just the fear you have, but then I did it again and again and again. And, you know, like you said, you figured stuff out. You, you, now you have a machine or you, you take 500 bucks, the, the life savings that you have, you buy a machine. Then you, then you talk a friend and letting us you're using your van, you know, and all of a sudden uh, one thing leads to another. What do you, if you remember back, what do you think the most impactful part of that was? Well, I think for me, and I was kind of the, um, you know, I started the company, I was the sales guy. And I brought in the other two uh, is is the labor. Um, they ended up, you know, running it. But uh, uh, I think that what was the most impactful to me, Anthony, was that I realized my potential in sales. My personality fit perfectly with the sales ideal, and I was able to, you know, walk in to the McDonald's regional headquarters and convince them that, hey, these group of 17 year olds were gonna paint the parking lots all over Northern California. And all we wanted was a dollar per line and free food at every McDonald's. Because you know, as a teenager, (laughs) free food is more important than money. (laughs) You know, you're right. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, a dollar per line. I think back. I think back about how simple that was. The, you know, it wasn't linear feet. It wasn't, you know, I, uh, I would, would same thing for me when I when I started the painting company. I would literally walk in and go, well, that's about a gallon. That's about a gallon. That's about a gallon. I better double my number. I make it six gallons. Figure I couldn't go wrong if I doubled the number. And then you know, so many things I didn't think about, or so many things that right. weren't there when, when when you started. But then you started to learn. All right, I missed a few. I missed a few things. Maybe the next. Oh, yeah, as you go. Yeah. No, that is, that is the most important thing for any entrepreneur is that uh, failures are the stepping stones to success. You have to fail to learn. I think one of the funniest things that uh, we weren't really proud of became, but became kind of our uh, tradition uh, is at every place that we did some construction work, we spilled some paint and we ended up, you know, calling that our signature. <laughs> so every parking lot had some paint spill, big or small or something. And we go, well, we signed our lot. Let's, we're off to the next one. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I had a funny one. It was similar to that. You know, I, I was painting in Boca, right? In Boca, these houses are pink. You know, they love this Boca pink. Well, 
Pepto-Bismol pink and Boca pink are like one shade apart, right? And we had, we started this late and I always let the customer pick their color and they pick the color and we're about halfway through this house and the lady comes in, she goes, yeah, that's, that's, I hate this color. I, I, I need you to, and I'm like, all right, I, we, we're, for us it was fine. Cause you know, we got to paid extra to go back and change the first half of the paint we did, but I had all this pink paint in my truck and somewhere I was driving and it, one of the buckets fell over and from A where it fell paint, over, paint. <laughs> Bright pink paint from from where it fell over till it got to my house. There was a bright pink line, and you can see every time I, I stopped at a light, there would be a puddle. <laughs> like you can tell, I got the light there. And you're like, all right, that was. Gee. But you know, it was those were magic. I, th I think back then, it, you know, at the time it was so frustrating because I had to clean out a van and I had to go through all of this stuff, and you know, she's making a start over again, and you know, th at the time it was hard to see the dots looking forward. You, you know, I just couldn't see that that business or, or the business before that, that taught me, you know, I went to work for a, a brokerage house. They taught me how to do sales, right? And I couldn't see that that job that, uh, you know, today they, 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 the movie Boiler Room looks exactly like that job I had there. That job got me to do this, that job, the next one. And then that job got me into commercial construction. And looking, looking backwards, they all make sense, right? It all makes sense. You can, you can see the dots and where I am as a career and, and, and the businesses that we've run for years. It well, all makes sense, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all markers in your life as, you, as you've gone through, good and bad. You know, a lot of people think that they want to, uh, uh, we're both podcasters. And a lot of people talk about doing podcasting, but they want to get it perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. Just do it. Great quick story, Anthony, about the construction business. So we were uh, a trio of 17-year-olds. We had no idea what we were doing. And we were uh, just trying to get enough money and food to get by. And I landed a job with a rather large uh, furniture chain in Northern California called Bruner's. And it was owned by the Bruner's family. And I went in and introduced myself to Mr. Bruner. And I said, you know, I, I want to paint your parking lots and and it's a dollar a line and, and we'll do a great job. And he said, sure. He goes, but this back at, uh, employee access road needs a double line. Now I know that doesn't sound like a big deal. And for a big company, it isn't because you get a paint sprayer with two heads and it's perfect, right? And I'm like, oh, no problem. We could do a double line. Well, what we did was we did a single line and then we went back and eyed it and tried to make sure that there was the same distance between each line the whole way. And we're talking about a quarter mile long road, right? <laughs> when we were done, we drove that line and it's like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> you could not eye perfection. You needed a two hose paint machine. So we were just petrified and thought these guys are gonna throw us in jail for being frauds and we, you know, this was permanent paint. We had ruined their road forever. And so I kind of went in, my hung, my head hung low to, to Mr. Bruner and I said, uh, well, we finished the work, but uh, we had a bit of a challenge on your employee access road. And he just starts laughing. He just goes, oh, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It wakes up my employees every day when they come in, they laugh their butts off as they're driving down this road with the lines going all over the place. He goes, no problem. Here's your check. Thanks for doing the work. And we're like, woo. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> and and it was a it was a perfect example of when even when you think you've created this huge negative drama that the reality of life it, it was fine it wasn't that big a deal and even the owner of this big chain of stores found the humor in it and uh, uh, there was a great life lesson there you know I, I I say it all the time around here you know in construction we mess something up all the time and people you know, young project managers will come in and oftentimes they're they're not wanting to do it or even tell anybody about it and they're trying to cover it up and you know and and I speak to it all the time when I when I'm with groups I'm like look the whole goal here as a group is to trust that the good the bad the ugly we we need to know about it right no matter what it is no matter what's happened and we're not going to kill you and, and by the way just about every time I've had the worst things happen I mean worst we've missed something we've cut something we broke something and I go sit down with the customer and, I, and I'm clear. I'm straightforward with them and here's what's happened. And, and it always builds a better relationship when we're honest, right? When we build that open, honest communication with a customer, it talks about exactly what happened. All of a sudden I've got this great, uh, it, it's in, it's in that, that problem, I build a better relationship with the client. And it, I think it's a great life to lesson, that. Anthony, yeah. that, that yeah. Yeah. so many young people don't understand that you have to be honest, be, uh, you know, I've been in customer service for, for 50 years and it's all about being honest, being upfront. And if you give as much as you can, good or bad, people will respect that, relate to it. And, you know, you always have a, a, a you know, somebody that won't. <laughs> but uh, right. generally speaking, uh, we're all human beings sharing the planet and we all, you know, find a way to get along. And in business, it's so important to understand that fine line between uh, customer service and, you know, not being upfront, honest. And, and like you said, some people want to try to hide it. That never works. You know, never you're always going to get you're always going to get found out. That's right. I, I, I agree. And, you know, in that, uh, that's one of those spots where you don't know that so you've done it a few times and then all of a sudden you trust it. Like, Hey, open, honest relationships are the key to growing and, uh, the open op opportunity. And by the way, I, I think that's the part about us as men, right? As, as human beings, as we look at each other and I can speak to you about what's really going on with me when I can say, Hey Scott, I'm having a good day. I'm having a bad day. When I show up as my Facebook self, People get tired of that. It's annoying, right? If I can show up as you know all the good stuff, you know, here's all the good stuff I, all the stuff I pretend to be. Here, when I'm truthful, this is the man that I actually am. Uh, you know, the relationships become so much more intimate and so much more uh, connected. It's an awesome way to live life, and and then also do business the same way. You know. Well, I, one of my greatest joys is the all my dumb Scott stories. I mean, it, it, you you got to kind of wear your mistakes as badges of honor yeah. because you got yeah. through it, right? Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, let's let's transition a little bit because we're, we're talking to maybe entrepreneurs and people that want to start a business. And I've already explained how I found my way around opening the construction business without any money. I wanted to uh, move on to my next. Uh, well, it was really my third adventure. But uh, we, I opened up a chain of comedy clubs. I ended up with three clubs, 125 employees, uh, worked with, uh, I name dropped uh, Robin Williams, uh, Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, Yakov Shmirnov, uh, you name it, uh, they've all worked for me. 
And the great story there, Anthony, is that I had visited the annex store of uh, the college location of the comedy store in LA on vacation. And I go, man, this would rock in Sacramento. I was selling life insurance at the time and hated it. And uh, I came up and I quit my job and I went bankrupt, which was really stupid. I think I owed $2,800. I had no clue what I was doing, but I had no money. And I wanted to open this club. And what I did was I went to a local restaurant, met with the owner, and I said, look, you got this banquet room that's not doing anything at night. How about you take the food and drink sales? I'll do my little comedy show. I'll take the door. You get the food and drink. And um, let me get into business. And he goes, well, we're doing banquets during the day. I go, look, I'll do all the labor. You don't have anything to worry about. So he let me use his banquet room for free and I opened up my comedy club. Now I did have to tear down the banquet every day, set up my comedy club every night. At the end of my show, I had to tear down my comedy club so they could do a banquet the next day. I lost my butt for about six months, but I got my club started. And it was so interesting, Anthony, because he saw this gold mine, just like I did in stand-up comedy, that secretly he had planned to force me out and take over my club. Well, the waitresses who really like me kind of give me a heads up that he was going to do this. And I, by that point, I was making a little money, negotiated a, an affordable lease right across the street. And I shut down on a Sunday uh, in his room and reopened my own room on the next, on Tuesday, two days later. And he, it was so funny because he sat me down and he goes, well, you know, we've decided we don't really need you to do this. We're going to do it ourselves. And I said, great, I'm out of here on Sunday. And he was like shocked. And then uh, I did my move reopened two days after I shut down that room. And he tried to keep my club, my original location going and failed miserably within three months. And my club went on to fame and fortune um, as one of the, uh, longest running comedy clubs is still operating today in the United States. And uh, I wanted to share that story because it's another example of is you have the drive and the uh, interest in doing something. There's always a way. It's always about that, uh, you know, creativity, keeping your head on a swivel, you know, not panicking. But the problem is at the time, I, I know that feeling you're, you're in the middle of this. Someone just walked in and told you, uh, you're about to lose everything you've everything you've worked your butt off, right? Every, you, these two sticks that you rammed together, you just got the fire started. You're just starting to see uh, some some heat off of it, and then all of a sudden, someone wants to take that fire from you and, and oh. uh, keep it for their own. And you know, there's there's plenty of times when it happened. You know, I, my my first business, I, I had a, a a guy who stole my trailer. Right. I, I was I, I went to uh, I got asked to come up to Chicago to go to go to a a cost cutting seminar with a group and and meet Discovery Zone. And I come up here to meet them. And while I was gone, they stole my trailer. And I thought, wow. you know, for sure, they're, they're, had I gone back, but while I was up here in Chicago, the guy offered me a job. And I was like, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know about uh, going to work here. I'm gonna, I was gonna be an accountant. I was working my way through school to be an accountant. And um, I'm like, I'm not sure about this. Let me think about it for a little bit. And I go back down there and they stole my trailer. And the guys, it was one of the guys that worked for me. And they, and they, and they steal a trailer. And in that moment, in that moment, I just knew I could sit and panic 
And I just looked up to the air and I said, well, I guess, dude, uh, hey, uh, higher power, I guess you're, you've got uh, you've got some purpose for me. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm moving to Chicago. And a month later, I was living in Chicago. And I've never looked back. You know, the, those, those are the places where you could sit on the ground in the fetal position and just cry or take advantage of the opportunity and go, all right, how is this my next step to grow? Where's my next step into it? And sometimes I think the world does that to you to kind of keep you from being, you know, because had you stayed at that club, you would have never had the clubs you had. Uh, you right. would have you know, always been at his beck and call. Right. You get complacent about it. And the universe has a way of kicking you in the ass. And you're right. right a, little, a little bit of the get you, get it, get it, get it up and, uh, you know, move up to Chicago. I traveled. I learned. I worked with some amazing human beings. And my knowledge of construction grew so quickly. It was like having a PhD in the next four years. I had a PhD in construction. It was just awesome. Um, um, Great story. Awesome. I, Right. And we would never, we never get those things unless we go through, you know, the guy taking your, uh, you know, sitting down, taking your space or, or, or take, or taking that risk and, you know, taking those steps that, uh, really lights your fire, maybe even fear, right. The fear of, of losing it, uh, makes you get pretty damn creative pretty quickly. Exactly. And, and I know it's an old, simple, uh, simplistic adage, but, you know, turning uh, lemons into lemonade, you just have to, if you have the drive, I mean, I want to encourage your listeners that you, you have to be focused, persistent, consistent, and, and have the drive to succeed at whatever you're doing. And when those things happen, which they will, because that's what life is all about. It's going to be tossing barriers at you. And I think the difference between people like us, Anthony, and some others, don't want to point fingers, is that you can't give up. You can't just uh, succumb to the consequences of, of negative things. You have to overcome and keep going. And those that do, I think, find a way to succeed. And uh, it's it's such an important lesson that, and things that you can't learn in school, sadly. I think, you you know, uh, I'm, by the way, I don't know about, it sounds like you're very well educated, Anthony, and, and my hat's off to you. I'm the uh, successful guy in the corner with the dunce cap. Uh, I never went to college. Uh, I barely got through high school because I was working to uh, help support my family. And uh, I, I feel like my path of education was uh, life's road. My point of bringing that up is that whether you're college educated or you've learned through the trials and errors of life, there's a way to succeed. Scott, I I, I never graduated college. I went to college. I was just like you. I, I was always working. I, you know, and it always seemed like just as I would be, a semester would start, I'd get, I'd finally get that big <laughs> contract. Right. I, I would just get into a, a new year, and you know, and all of a sudden, boom! I got this apartment complex, or boom! I got this other deal. Something had just made it happen. And yeah, you know, today I look back and go, you know, I, I was. I, I wish I, I could have graduated college. You know, there was part of me that always said that, but I feel like today, uh, I don't, I'm not sad about it at all. In fact, I've got a son who just, uh, who just came back from college. And he's like, he was in COVID and he was down in, uh, uh, in college and he was having a, a heck of a time. And he's like, I hated it. It was miserable. He goes, I really want to go work on cars. And he, he goes, I love cars. He, he literally watches cars 24 hours a day, seven days a week. His passion. And he was going to go to construction school because dad did, right? You know, dad has a construction company. And he spent the last five summers of his life working at, the construct, at our company and doing all the construction stuff. And it's great. He's it been great at it. But he goes, I, my real passion, dad, is you told me, follow my passion. I love cars. I want to go work on cars. And today he works on, on cars at a dealership. And he comes home every night. 
and he's got grease up to his elbow, but there's a look in his eye every day. He, he, he's, he stands a little taller. He's gotten a little thicker as a man. And he's now in a spot where he, that tired look in his eye is one of, of real appreciation for the work and the, and the effort that he's putting into it. And it's his, it's not me, right? He, you know, he's living under the shadow of a he guy. He found his successful. passion, right? His, right, right. You can imagine what it's like to be the son of guy. You know, we've done well over here, and he didn't want. He didn't have to live in my shoes, my my uh, shadows. He gets to go do his own shadows, and um, you know, today it's it's hard work, but it's your hard work, and there's something to be said about eating what you kill. Uh, you know, and, and getting that uh, as a man that makes it feel uh, makes it feel a lot uh, a lot better. Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that because uh, the kids are going to find their own path. Uh, both my children uh, grew up in, I owned, a, I had mentioned the chain of comedy clubs. I also owned a couple restaurants and a couple art galleries. And both my kids had to work their way from an early age. They would empty garbage or sweep floors or uh, clean bathrooms. And, and uh, I gave them the education of work ethic. And uh, the, the tag to the story was after 21 years of owning the clubs, I decided I got an offer to, to be bought out. And so I contacted both my children and I said, hey, uh, someone wants to buy the business, and, but I built this for you. If you wanna take it over, if you wanna run it, uh, you know, I'll keep it for another 10 years, but you could take it over, right? This is, this is our family legacy, this chain of comedy clubs. And, um, and they were like, you know, we grew up in that. We're, we're done with it. Yeah, we we hung out with famous people and, oh, la-di-da. You know, they could care less. And um, so I sold the club. And, it, and as I mentioned, it's still operating. But when I sold it, so I called them up and I said, well, I sold the club. And they were like, what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. We didn't know you were serious. <laughs> no, that's right. I said, well, it's too late now. Yeah, you know, there's a ton of those, right? Yeah, I mean, they went off and found their own passions. Both of them are teachers. Uh, my daughter teaches in uh, uh, elementary school, and my son's a uh, uh, professor at the University of San Diego. And so that they found their own passions and went on and, and uh, succeeded in their own way. But it's interesting, you talked about your son having – you know, he was raised in the construction business. He had this great opportunity to move into your shoes and follow your path. And just like my kids, eh, I kind of like cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. And it, it, it's in it's in that that I feel like the the best education you can get. You know, where you actually find your passion, not your dad's, not your family's, not you know, in finding that. And now he can go do his thing. Uh, and hey, by the way, if he ever wants to come backwards, you know, hey, we're back here. You can always come back here and, and check it out. And uh, but oh I think yeah, I, I I said to him, I said the whole time, I'm like, look. Go hunt that down. The number one thing that I, I, I believe that uh, I, when I look backwards are the things I didn't do, right? The spots in life, the things I did. It's never the stuff I didn't and didn't do well at or failed at or, or even had a problem. Rarely did I really fail. Maybe I had a, a, uh, some stumbles along the way, but great persistence always got me through the, uh, got us through the the tough times. It's in the spots where I didn't go do it, right? Like, oh, I should have gone and do that. Oh, you know, I... I wanted to do that. You know, those, those spots are the ones I think uh, I regret the most. And, and I think there's where I've tried to inspire them to go. Don't, don't, if, if, they, if you want to go do it, go for it. I, I really do believe that on this planet, 
we can do anything we want. There's there's nothing that holds us back from living our biggest dreams, going for as much stuff as we want. You know, just looking for the way that how can I serve other people, right? In in the in and somehow here at CDO Group, I, I've been able to find a way to uh, do construction in a way that uh, uh, supports the customers we work for, and uh, you know, and the people that work for us. And you know, people say customers are first. I, I got to say, hey, look, it's our employees that come first, right? Without any of this, I, I can't serve a customer to begin They're with. Your family, right? Right. If we take care of this family, right? And I look at that and our family is the people that work in, this, in, in these buildings and the people that work for us. The mailman that walks in our door, I hope he has a better or she has a better life uh, when they walk in the door because of who we are in the community, who we are uh, as a people. And then not only that, then that goes off to our customers, right? And the people that uh, we work for and the behavior that we have uh, is in service of them. And uh, we're grateful for the customers that we get to have. And I think that that, that you know, spells itself out in long-term behaviors and uh, long-term relationships. And I hope that they, you know, my family, my kids uh, see that part of the man that I am. You know, it's not always about the dollar sign that makes us successful. I think it's in the, the way that we are. Uh, and I, I hope for that, uh, uh, for them, they, they, they find, uh, you know, ways that they can be, they, they'll, they'll, you know, their behaviors will help them be successful. Oh, definitely. And I think you, you help teach them the lessons so that they can succeed at what they want to do. But succeeding and money is not always the thing. Quick side story. You know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I like doing different things. I actually helped design and build a submarine and then launched it in Monterey, California as a tourist business. And I was so excited because I always wanted to be an oceanographer. I love the ocean, even though I'm totally landlocked in Sacramento, California. And I had the submarine for about a year and a half in Monterey. And it turned out the water there was too cold. We had a problem with algae bloom. We had to pay divers to always clean the glass. It was a huge financial failure. We ended up selling that submarine to the Wrigley Gum family. It still operates out of Catalina Island. But as much money as I lost and as uh, I would never uh, say that that was a mistake that I regret. It was so much fun being involved with the public, with the ocean, with this amazing, uh, it was the Nautilus four and it was uh, an exciting opportunity in my life that was a total financial failure. And I love that I did it. <laughs> you learn from them, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're not, uh, they're not mistakes as much as they are, you know, it's like paying to go to college, right? I mean, you, you, you learn from that experience, from the failure or the business where you had a tough time, you learned uh, as much from that as the successes that we have. And I think that that's the, uh, that's the joys of, of taking the step and going, all right. I mean, think about how, how bold it is to go and build a submarine and uh, a submarine business and all the stuff to go around that. And then, you know, realize, all right, maybe it's not the a perfect business to be in. I, uh, I, I can think back, I, I started a, pa a patio company and, uh, you know, the idea was great. I, I, in Chicago, there was downtown restaurants and uh, we would, uh, we realized that our construction company was getting permits for people and uh, we, we could get permits. We had an expediter's license in the city of Chicago and we could do outdoor uh, patio permits for a brand uh, that sells donuts. And uh, uh, they, they, we used to get their patio permits for them every year because it was kind of a pain in the neck, but they were, they were big customers. They said, hey, would you get us uh, our patio permit? And uh, when uh, 08 and 09 came by and, this, and it, it, it was, you know, the, the economy was crashing, there was no construction. And so we said, 
well, we could go get these permits for people. And we made up this little flyer and we went around door to door and we sold, uh, we sold patio permits. And, you know, think about that. You know, you'll fill out the application, take it down to the alderman's office, get That's it signed, great. Uh, take it through zoning and all this stuff. And then we thought, oh, I'll sell furniture. We'll sell patio furniture. Well, one of the things we found out was every single thing that's in a patio furniture, every single chair that is available in the patio world is being knocked off somewhere in China. That it is the most incestuous business. There's not very good margins. You know, people in Chicago have a five month patio maybe, and uh, the amount of money they can spend on it was difficult. But I learned, you know, we learned how to, how to you know, uh, do permits. We learned the process, just like the uh, submarine business. I learned as much from that business as anything else I've ever done, right? You know, the, the process of growing a team and growing salespeople and door-to-door -door stuff that uh, I would never have learned had I not taken this shot. And I look back today and think to myself, that was one of the, now maybe one day when I'm an old man, I could just do it one man at a time. I could wear a straw hat and some big old glasses and I could, I could just do one patio at a time. It'd be a perfect business, right? It'd be a perfect, you know, Anthony the patio guy, uh, maybe in Chicago, I could get, you know, wear Hawaiian shirts to work every day. <laughs> right, and, and in, in the wintertime, I could go down to Florida and be a snowbird. Uh, it, it might be perfect, right? It might be that perfect business, but uh, uh, it was well, a tough one to roll out. The reason I brought it up, and it sounds like you've had uh, many of the similar experiences, is that you have to have fun uh, with your life. We're only on this planet a short time, and if you just spend your whole time in a cubicle, uh, you're missing out on so much. You have to get out, try things, have fun. Uh, the submarine was a ridiculous idea, but it was fun, and and I did it. Uh, patio furniture from China. I mean, you know, you, you're you're the 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 patio furniture guy of Chicago. I mean, it, it, you know, it had to be fun, learning something different, doing something different, interacting with those business owners. If you got to go where life's path takes you and uh, and have fun along the way. That, that's that's what I'm trying to say. And of course, this, you're talking to a guy that had a comedy club for over two decades, so I had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, I, there was a Will Smith uh, uh, statement. He once said, everything amazing, everything great in life is right on the other side of scaring the crap out of yourself. Right? I mean, I mean, I mean, just you know, when we started that, I remember we started that patio business. We had this eight and a half by 11 flyer that we made up. Uh, it was called CDO group patio, uh, patio permits. And, uh, it wasn't even its own company. It was, we still were operating under the, the CDO company and we made it just a fire. We just went door to door. I remember, I remember walking down the stairs and walking across the street to the first restaurant. That Those steps might've been the scariest steps that I ever took. Uh, you know, is, you, you, you just remember how scared it, you were. And then that first conversation. And then we walked all the way down Michigan Avenue, right? Our offices were on Michigan Avenue. We, we walked all the way down Michigan Avenue till we got to the other end of Michigan Avenue from where we are. And we got to this restaurant called The Gage and they were our first customer. I remember the guy said, yes. And we, well, you, you, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, you want to get our permit for us? Hey, it's a pain in the ass. Isn't it funny when you get your first yes? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah, kind of yeah, like, whoa, like, okay. Now what? <laughs> really? Really? And then, uh, and, and then he said to me, he goes, I have the hardest time every, every winter. Uh, uh, what, you know, can you store this stuff for me? He goes, you know, every winter I got to get my crew. I got to go rent a, a storage thing. Can you guys come by and pick this up and store it for me and bring it back to me next year? I'm like, Oh yeah. Then we invented patio storage, right? We'd go out and pick it up and get the permit. Now we, now we, now we do the patio, sell the furniture. Now we'd store in the wintertime. You know, the, uh, the stuff that we could, the stuff that we could do was 
phenomenal. So, uh, I, you know, I, I, Scott, I love that uh, you know, as we take these adventures as men and as humans, and we go down this path to you know to try some new stuff on. Uh, you know, it, it gets it, it gets a little scary, but on the other side, it's, it's thrilling, right? That invigoration. Do you remember how invigorated you were the first customers or the first time you saw that submarine? Oh, I, it, it's the excitement, the adrenaline. Uh, what's interesting about uh, my experience with it is, and I've started over 12 companies, is that I will literally have trouble sleeping at night because I'm working through what I think every contingency will be. And of course, I always miss something and you learn something new. But, you know, starting with that very first construction company, one of the things you learn is how to plan and, and think of the contingencies that are going to confront you as you move forward. And I've taken that experience from when I was 17 and carried it through now and with all my businesses. And it's that night before you open or that the, the night when you're creating the business in your mind and you're going, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And let's just say I've had a few uh, sleepless nights. <laughs> well, I, I think that that's the adrenaline coming through you, right? That, yeah, that, it's uh, exciting. That, right, that, that excitement that comes through there. And a lot of people aren't are afraid of that. They're afraid to take that, that, that step through that fear and you know, like like we, Will Smith, said, take go for it, because you know, like skydiving, you fly up in this plane. I remember, I remember the first time I walked through the walked out. Uh, the only time I ever walked out of a door of a perfectly good airplane with a parachute on, I was scared to death. Now I never had the good feeling on the backside. I, I realized my when I, my feet hit the ground, that was the best I ever felt about that whole skydiving thing. But that that uh, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> and people were like, oh yeah, you're gonna love it once the parachute opens. You're gonna, I'm like, no. I kept looking at that little clip going. That's the only thing between me and, and death is that little that little metal carabiner. I was a car, you know, it was a I clipped on another guy behind me. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like looking at it going, well, could, that breaks. I'm uh, I'm not going. I'm yeah. not going. That's a, I, I've done it but, twice. Wow. So they got me to do it a second time. But uh, yeah, it's you're right. It's the um, uh, it could be that a personality people like us have that gift yeah. of adventure and we enjoy the thrill of um, the adrenaline rush you get when you create something from nothing. And starting a business is exactly that. You could be starting a business that's part of a chain with 180 stores, but your store, your project, your investment in something is, is still like uh, that newborn child. Where's it going to go? What's going to happen? There's no planning. You, well, there's planning, but I mean, you, you know, you, you're, you're going to, You've gotten this far, now you're gonna see where you can take it. And uh, that's that's uh, so important, a lesson to learn. And, and I feel, I mean, I feel kind of sorry. I know that we need uh, the, the people that work for the state and the county that live in a cubicle for 30 years and then retire. But uh, I, I would much rather take my up and down experiences. I mean, I've been sued, I've been bankrupt twice. I mean, you're not an entrepreneur until you've been sued and bankrupt, right? So, you know, <laughs> Right. There's good and bad. Uh, but that's, you know, uh, the the value of life's road, I think, is is dealing with those ups and downs. You know, I, I've got this whole thing. It's called the pen theory. Right. Uh, you know, so this life is on a pen. Right. This is a no, no matter where you are in the pen, it's perfect. Right. No matter where it is. Right. This, this end of the pen, this end of the pen. You know, the people on the very tip, the one that's touching my finger. Right. Those folks 
are the creators. So they're the they're the they're the entrepreneurs, the artists, the very creative type. They're on the very very tip of they're the kind of hood ornaments of life. They're out there, kind of just you know things are happening. It's 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 happening, right? And the people people right next to them are the people that are uh, that hold hold the pen and can keep it from from going straight. If without that, the pen wouldn't be able to write. And you get back here, those hold the people that hold the people. And then back here, you got the people that you know the maintenance and stability of it. The back here, you got uh, uh, you know real real uh, fundamentals and you know, these are, might be security guards, people that make sure that things happen the way they need to happen. The, you know, and every once in a while, the guy in the front says, oh my God, my life's too crazy. Cause being a creator, there's lots of creative. I mean, being an entrepreneur can be crazy. There are times when you don't know what happened and where are my keys? And oh my God, you wake up in the morning, you've got road rash and you're, you've blown a business or a bankruptcy and you've got, oh my God. And you think to myself, I gotta go back here where this guy is. And this guy up here, every once in a while thinks, oh my God, my life's too boring. I, I gotta go, I gotta go jump up in the front and do the, what the guys in the front are doing. And they're, they're like, I gotta go do that. And no, it doesn't work. They go up there and they're like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't live like this. Yeah. And no, you you know, our personalities, it. right. They, every, everybody in the pen's perfect. Everybody's got a personality that fits them. If it's a government worker or an entrepreneur or an artist or a, 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 a chef, somewhere in there, somewhere in there, we get attracted to our, our ways of being. And, you know, just hopefully finding that spot where you have it. Now, every once in a while, if you want to go try out another part of the pen, great, go try it out. But ultimately who you are, shows up and you know it's really it's really tough being a being a entrepreneur at a, you know at a security job when you're going all right i you know you can't sit there all day your only job you know uh, i have a great friend of mine he's an entrepreneur he, he goes i'm the only guy who is not qualified to be a security guard he goes, I got, I got fired from being a security guard. His only job was to sit, be, sit and watch a door and he couldn't do it. He had ants in his pants all day long and he never could do it. And he got fired from it. And he realized then he was, just, he was an entrepreneur. Not a, he couldn't sit there and do the same thing every day. It just wasn't working for him. So um, well, I we think need as we, people as we, yeah. like you, Anthony, the, the very successful, always plugging forward hood ornament. And, and by the way, being the front of the pen, being the hood ornament, is, is that what happened to the hair? That's what happened to the hair. I, I, it just blew right off. Scott, I was telling you, I was doing, I was doing great, but you know, you're, you're taking a couple of hits up there, and it, uh, it it moves pretty quick. And I, uh, you know, I, I look back and think to myself, I, I don't know that I could ever do, have done anything else. I don't know. I mean, if you look back, Scott, could you could you have uh, done anything other than what you did? And uh, we'll continue to do right. It's not like being an entrepreneur ever stops. Uh, you know, there's no, always this creative going, part yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah enjoy no, that. I, I'm always looking for my next adventure. My wife says that's one of my problems. Uh, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be in a business for a couple of years and I, I'm like, it's doing well, it's succeeding. I'm like, what's next? I can have staff run it. I started it, let the staff run it. I'm on to the next project. But uh, it, it is something that I think is built in us. And I think that uh, I'm not the, the very tip of the pen like you and maybe that's why i have more hair but uh, i i'm fine being you know close to the end of the pen and and being a creator uh putting jobs into the market putting a little money in my pocket and uh taking care of my family but uh I, and i'm going to keep bringing it back to the same mantra let life take it where it takes you but have fun uh while you're doing it uh even if you're uh, the back of the pen, there's things you can do. That's right. I, I, I'm not putting it high enough to to make your life interesting, exciting, and fun. And you got to you got to make sure there's a balance. It's it's like they always say you got to balance family with work. Uh, I have not always succeeded at that. That that's a char a hard thing to do sometimes. 
And uh, it's the same with balancing fun with work. That I was really good at. <laughs> I can feel it with you, Scott. I can I can feel it in our conversations we have. It's awesome. Scott, you know, we're uh, running out of time. As, as we look at, uh, look back, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best spot for them to uh, catch up with you? Oh, well, thanks for asking, Anthony. Hey, everybody out there, if you want to find out a little bit about me, go to uh, www.scottscomedystuff.com. Not a real fancy name, scottscomedystuff.com, and you'll be able to pick up my podcast, which is Stand-Up Comedy, your host and MC, where each and every week there's an interview of a professional comic or professional comedy sets to sit and enjoy. And guess what? It brings a little laughter and uh, positive energy to your life each and every week. Scott, you are a positive energy in my life. I am grateful, so grateful that uh, you joined me and uh, uh, you took a, a risk and jumped on the podcast with me. I am so grateful for my time together with you, brother. And uh, it has been a pure joy uh, and I uh, look forward to us doing it again. Ah, sounds great, Anthony. And continue being that uh, front of the pen and, and success, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montegi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.